we said that goodness is the eternal principle of God's nature, which leads him to communicate to those who are like him in moral character. We said goodness defined means to be well, fair, pleasing, to act well, and to do good to others. We said in the Greek, goodness describes a person who is generous, big-hearted, liberal, and charitable with his finances. That's what, when you get bottom line, if you're going to demonstrate the goodness of God, many times it'll come through your pocketbook. I got a week, yeah, okay. Boy, when it comes to money, you know, <laughs> how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power went about doing good. So he not only performed miracles and just, you know, multiplied the loaves and the fishes, he provided out of his money, out of his treasury for the poor. Amen. Now, we we gave the scripture and, and uh, Abe read it and we just talked about it. From Psalm 31, 19, it says how God laid up for those who fear, revere, and worship you. Goodness, which you've wrought for those who trust and take refuge in you, in you before the sons of man. So, worshiping God, fearing God is important. And that's what we're going to finish that today. We'll get through this. But I want you to understand, there are things things that you can do that I can do that can position you f- to experience God's goodness. You know, God, God is good even when we don't do anything, but there are some things that you and I can do that can position us and open a door for us to experience God's goodness. And the first one was in Psalm thirty-one, nineteen, which I just read. It, it's to fear and to trust him. Message Bible says, what a stack of blessing you have piled up for those who worship you. And we said, what does the fear of God produce, folks? Wise, healthy actions. So if you and I will perform wise, healthy actions, that's the walking in the true fear of God, then that's going to open a door for God to bless us. And we talked about and gave an example of Abraham. Now, what opened the door for Abraham to experience big blessings from God? Obedient action. What did he do? He took his son, his only son, did he not? And lay him on a pile of branches to offer him as as a sacrifice. Amen. And and so we see that it, it says, God says, he says, now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Now I want you to look at Genesis 42. We're going to look at two more examples of obedient action today. Genesis 42 and verse 18. Here Joseph has an encounter with his brothers, with his family. And he makes this remark to his brothers, and, and we'll, we'll use this as a foundation for Joseph. In Genesis 42 and verse 18, this is where Joseph's brothers, family, go down to Egypt. He put them in prison. You remember how he, 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 he basically deceived them. They did not know that who Joseph was. But in verse 18, he makes this comment. Then Joseph said to them, or his brothers, the third day, 
do this and live. Now, what are the next few words? For I what? Fear God. So do we know Joseph feared God? He said it. He understood the fear of the Lord. Now look back at Genesis 39. And we'll read to you. And we'll start with verse 1. I'll read a few scriptures. Because this lays a foundation and shows us how Joseph truly did fear God. And as a result of him walking in the fear of the Lord, there were blessings for him and his family. Genesis 39, verse 1, it says, Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a what? Successful man, and he was in the house of the master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and the Lord made all that Joseph did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. So just reading that, do you, do you see how Joseph was blessed? Then he made him overseer of his house. So here comes promotion. And all that he had, he put under his authority. So it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had that Joseph blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Are you getting the picture? This man was blessed. Thus he left that, thus he left all that he had in Joseph's hand and he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance and it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph and she said, lie with me. But he what? Refused and said to his master's wife, look, my master does not know what is with me in the house and he's committed all that he has to my hand. There is no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you, because you are his wife. How then I can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? So it was, as she spoke to Joseph, what? Day by day. Boy, that tells you something about the enemy, doesn't it? You might conquer him one day, but guess what? He'll come back another day. It says, she spoke to him, Joseph, day by day, that he did not heed her to lie with her or to be with her. But it happened about this time when Joseph went into the house to do his work and none of the men of the house was inside, that she caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. But he left this garment in her hand and fled and ran outside. And so it was when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and fled outside that she called to the man and you know what happened after that. Where'd he end up? Now, we, also, we already established that he what? He truly feared God. And what was, I want to look at this because I want to, I'm testing you. After reading to you these 12 scriptures, what, it, did he fear God? Okay, what proves that Joseph feared God? Now, what was the definition? A wise... A healthy, obedient, what did he do? What was the action that he took? 
He fled. He ran from evil. And because of that, even though it was the right action, what happened? He had, should that have happened? See, some of the things you do in the, in the, have done and in the days ahead were the right thing. But did you experience what you thought you should have experienced? No. And, and you see here how he ended up in jail. But long story short, what happened? He had favor in the sight of the jailer, did he not? And finally, he's delivered out of his, you know, jail sentence. And he's promoted big time. You know, sometimes we think the vision God's put in our heart is going to come to pass just like that. But it, it doesn't work that way. Many times it's years, years, and years of you serving God, of wise, producing wise, healthy, obedient actions, even though no one else understands it, even though it might not get you the promotion you think right away. But if you keep doing that, walking in the fear of the Lord, you, I guarantee you, will experience God's goodness and his blessing, just like Joseph. Amen? Now... Well, look at, we're in, we're in uh, chapter 39. Look down at verse 21. This is where it describes where he was put into prison. It says in verse 21, see, no matter what you're going through, these three words can encourage you. But the Lord... If you walk in the true fear of God, producing wise, healthy actions... No matter the consequences, you can experience but the Lord. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy, and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. And the keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was what? with him, and whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. Did he experience the goodness of God? Did he deserve to be in that jail? No. Have you deserved some of the things you've experienced? Probably not. But if you'll keep your integrity, you keep your heart right, you keep the vision stirred up on the inside of you, and you keep doing some good things. Now, the thing that I was, it's interesting because I was standing here in worship today and I got, got these, this word ripple. Wasn't that a wine years ago? Yeah, Brian remembers. <laughs> ripple, <laughs> ripple, cheap wine. <laughs> what happens when you experience, experience the goodness of God, you walk in the fear of the Lord, you're doing what God's called you to do, you're blessed. There's a ripple effect. Amen? Did you ever skip a rock on the water? You throw that rock and it, you get one good, and then all of a sudden it just keeps going. If you're good at it, Kathy can do it. It's a, there's, there's an effect there by an action. And see, this is what I want you to see. You know, Kathy and I, we've been blessed this year. And uh, because of that blessing, 
we've been able to be a blessing. And we were just talking about this this morning because of how God blessed us this year. How many lives have been touched by one big blessing to us, there's a ripple effect. And see, when God's goodness is demonstrated and manifested in your life, don't just hold on to all of it. Let you be used of God. Let there be a ripple effect where other people's lives are touched and it just continues to, to go. That's what God wants for his people. How Jesus of Nazareth was anointed by God. He went about doing good. He went about doing good. And see, that's what you and I want you to see. Just like Abraham, just like Joseph, no matter the circumstances, you keep your heart right. You walk in the fear of the Lord. It will set you up. If your actions, obedient actions, are wise, healthy, obedient actions, you're going to be blessed. And not only you, but there will be other. Now, what happened when Joseph was blessed and promoted? Was there a ripple effect? Oh, big time. Because there was a famine in the land and all his family. And what happened? His family, they didn't starve to death. He sent food to them and then he brought them to Egypt under the care of Pharaoh, had their own land for a period of time, and were blessed. So I want you to, in the days ahead, especially you old ones, your older ones, And you know who I mean when I say older ones. <laughs> Don't hoard it up. Don't hold on too tight. God wants to use you to bless your family and to bless other people. But if you're greedy and you hold on so tight, you don't let anything go, you're, you're, you're hindering God from allowing you to use you to demonstrate his goodness to others. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be greedy. Be generous. Amen. Now, look at Exodus 1. One more. Exodus 1. And there are countless other examples of, of people that walked in the fear of the Lord, that produced wise, healthy, obedient actions. And because of it, they, they positioned themselves to experience God's goodness. Here's a, this is a good one, too. Exodus chapter 1. We're not going to read it all, but look at verse 15. It says, Then the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives, of whom the name of one was Shipra and the name of the other Pua. And he said, When you do the duties of a midwife for the Hebrew women... See them on their on the birth stools. If it is a son, then you shall kill him. But if it is a daughter, then she shall live. But the midwives, but the midwives, but the midwives, so if they feared God, what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen. What's going to happen? You tell me. Don't tell me the details. But what did they do? Wise, obedient action. But the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the male children alive. I'm going to stop right there and tell you something. There might come, become a day where you're going to have to make a decision if you're going to obey the government 
or obey God? Who are you going to obey, folks? I would hope it be God. We're coming into that time. But the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the male children alive. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this thing? What's a done this thing imply? Done this thing. What's that imply? Action. Action. And save the male children alive, he said. And the midwife said to Pharaoh, because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they're lively and give birth before the midwives come to them. Boy, I tell you, they're pretty, pretty shrewd. Therefore, God dealt well with the midwives. And the people multiplied and grew very mighty. And so it was, now here it comes, here comes the blessing, because they feared God and produced wise, healthy, obedient actions. The midwives feared God that he provided what? Households for them, meaning what happened? He blessed them how? What? What, Kathy? Yeah, they had kids. They had their kids. They had children of their own. Is that a blessing? Yeah, children are a blessing. And so Pharaoh commanded all his people saying, every son who is born you shall cast into the river and every daughter you shall save alive. Look at please Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs chapter 8. See, the, the midwives... Who did, the midwives were more afraid of who? God. Than they were of Pharaoh. That's right. What's that? Yeah, Old Testament. Yeah, same spirit. Back then operating. It's operating today. Look at Proverbs 8 and verse 13. Proverbs 8, 13. Now, this is, of course, on the excellence of wisdom. And verse 8 says, all the words of my mouth are with, or excuse me, verse 13. The fear of the Lord is to what? The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I, I hate. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me, kings reign and rulers of decree justice. By me, princes rule and nobles and all the judges of the earth. I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently will find me. Riches and honor are with me. So we're, we're not only see fear, the fear of God's tied to the wisdom of God. Riches and honor are with me, enduring riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yes, and fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. I traverse the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of justice that I may cause those who love me to what? Inherit wealth that I may fill their treasuries. The fear of God is equated with wisdom. And if you pursue the fear of God, or you pursue wisdom, you will end up being blessed big time. 
I just read it to you. And we started by saying, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Did Joseph hate evil? Did the midwives hate evil? Amen. Abraham chose the right response and proved to God that he truly loved him by offering his only son. So if you'll pursue the fear of God, if you'll pursue this, you will end up being blessed. Proverbs 14, 16, you don't need to turn there, states, A wise man fears and departs from evil. A wise man fears and departs from evil. Say that with me. A wise man fears and departs from evil. Say it once more. A wise man fears and departs from evil. Wise, healthy, obedient action. You know, some of you might have to do that this coming week. You might have to make a decision that you're going to hate evil and run from evil and choose the things of God. If the, true, if the believer truly fears God, he will produce wise, healthy actions which will position him to experience God's blessing. I'll say it once more. If the believer, if you, people of Harvest Church, if you truly fear God, it will produce wise, healthy actions which will in turn position you to experience the blessings of God. Well, Pastor, I haven't haven't experienced the blessings of God. I haven't experienced His goodness. How come? Well, let me ask you this. What wise, healthy, obedient actions have you taken? Have you truly worshipped God, walked in fear and trusted Him? I don't know. Only you can answer that. This stuff is just so common sense down to earth, things that you and I can do. Let's stand on our feet this morning.